I know a job that's going to be a big part of an upcoming card is this, this man. What was that? Macho man Randy Savage. It happened so fast you can't even talk about it. Lucky person, yeah, out there somewhere is gonna win a silver cloud. What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. And Tito Santana, if you mm. go to the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship out with the Macho Man Randy Savage and escape with your life and still lose your belt. You are a lucky, lucky, lucky Tito. Yeah, that's what they're gonna be calling you. Cause comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. And I'm talking inevitable, and I'm talking you can't hold that belt with me climbing through the ropes. Gene Okerling right here is a crying towel. And I want you to give that to Tito Santana. Yeah, because things are just popping right now. Things are starting to cultivate. Things are starting to grow. Uh, uh, things are getting real colorful. Oh, look at that, Royce. Just like the silver cloud Rolls Royce. I, I'm very Top curious. Top of the line. Wait a minute, Randy. Oh, yeah! His very first move as the executive? Was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was hey, on sports, man? Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Dexter Gaze, Dexter Gaze, Dexter Gaze. I'm not going to be rude at all, but Black, they know you sitting in here, bro. We're just going to go in and get into it. Because mm -hmm. I've been holding it. Y'all know who this is, man. Y'all know what show you're listening to. You know this is the Sports Desk. Welcome to 199. Now, Black, I got to do something, man. And our listeners, I know they're not used to it. I know they're used to the, the, old, the old color-coordinated intro, my boy. But we're not doing that today. So I'm just going to get into it, Black. If I could just have a couple minutes of your time, Black, please. Go ahead, my boy. Get off your chest, man. Gangster guys. So I'm going to do something I've never done here on the sports desk. Because I, I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. And first of all, I would like to apologize to anybody who listens to the show for the NBA preview. I'd like to apologize. Because I had no business picking the Los Angeles Lakers to do anything this year. I had no business doing it. I fell for it again. I see Raymond. I see Marshawn. I have hope that Darvin Ham would revitalize and bring energy. We would have a new, a new uh, uh, a jolt of energy, especially on our home floor. Ring night game, I said, well, you know what? The Warriors are a pretty great team. Dynasty, they're getting their championship rings. I'm not going to trip. I look at the numbers. Brian had 31. AD had 29. You know, it was a competitive game up until the fourth quarter. I relaxed. It's ring night. When you get your rings most of the time, the team usually who's visiting gets wiped out. Isn't that right, Black? Yes, sir. But, oh, I said to myself, in just a couple of days, we face the team that's quote-unquote down in the basement, the Los Angeles Clippers, and we got walloped. Kawhi came off the bench. 
George and them boys did whatever they wanted to do. And then I said to myself, okay, D, all right, let's really sit down in front of this thing and see what we can make of it. I interrupt my Sunday NFL. I just interrupted it. 3.30, I get the alert. Because here at the Sports Desk, we get all the links to the games. 3.30 alert. Let me watch the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers. And let's see what go down when we're in our Sunday white swallow again. <laughs> so I am here to do something that I don't condone. I'm not a fan of. And I don't care what nobody says. I just got to keep it real. I am walking back my Western Conference final prediction for the Los Angeles Lakers as currently constructed, keyword currently and constructed. We will vie for a play-in spot. We'll fight for a play-in spot around that ninth and 10th seed range to see who's going to face the Warriors and go home in five. This is atrocious, ridiculous, disgusting. And Rob Polinka had to learn to get a contract extension. Jeannie Buss, are you seeing what we're seeing? LeBron James will never win another championship. He's done. Four rings, illustrious career mind playing top to bottom, the greatest basketball player ever made, but he won't win another ring. Because no one can go through this. I watched LeBron and Anthony Davis in the backcourt. Russell Westbrook runs right by them, and he shoots a claim. Because you see Brian and AD got their hands up in the air like, what the hell, bro? We ain't even get a chance to set the offense. Then I see Anthony Davis wide open in the corner three. Nurkic, Nurkic, Nurkic. For the Blazers said, I ain't going to guard you, bro. He shot off the side of the backboard. LeBron shooting logo threes, airballing, acting like he just don't care. So you know what? If they don't care, well, Black, what the hell am I supposed to care for? <laughs> I am walking back my take on the Los Angeles Lakers making it to the Western Conference Finals. I am currently in the position that I am in because I watched three games of Laker basketball. We are 0-3, bottom of the Western Conference, and there's no sign of hope. Then I get these stupid alerts to my phone from Bleach Report and Sports Center telling me that the Lakers are going to engage again in talks with the Utah Jazz. <laughs> That's pain, folks. That's pain. I am not going to do this this year. I'm going to keep it real at all times and not let my heart, my heart, outweigh the actual ridiculous style of basketball that I've been seeing. This has been a total and complete, utter letdown. And I know it's been three games, but what else are you supposed to do? This is nothing but a continuation of last season. I love my Lakers. I love the purple and gold. I love it all. But I can't do this this year. I won't set myself up for it. I will suffer in pain week after week, but I will keep it real. What I saw in the first three games of this season as currently constructed, the Los Angeles Lakers are trash. They're a pitiful, they're in a sorry excuse 
for an NBA basketball team. And I'm going to kick it to black. Because I want to know if anybody can tell me. Who is running the show in Los Angeles? Who? Who is it? Is it Jeannie? Is it Rob? Is it LeBron? Who is responsible for this poor product of basketball? Now, all of them got their fingers dirty, even LeBron. His hands are dirty in this. There's one only thing, there's only one thing you can do. And there's only one thing left to do. If you want your season to amount to anything, and I'm not here to bash Russell Westbrook, but he must go now. And I do not care if it is for a pack of annihilators, Skittles, downy laundry detergent, and a, 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 a 15-cent pack of annihilators. You jits might not know what that is. We're trash. Black, thank you for letting me get that off, sir. Uh, no problem, my boy. Man, it's bad, D. It's bad. It's a reason why when we were doing the preview show, I wasn't really too on the hype train. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. The things I did say, if you, you know, our listeners go back and listen to the show, I just, you know, want to see LeBron break the scoring record. Yeah. See if Marshawn can stay on his toes and his feet. Mm. He's done that just, just, just far. So, for me, it's... Man, what can I say? What can I say? This team, as constructed, has to be one of the worst teams I've seen LeBron James play on. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And that's with a talent like Anthony Davis. Mm. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, mm. whoever played a part in it, Jeannie Buss, whoever, the, however the conversation went, we would, me and D would never know. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. But here at the sports desk, we're going to tell you how we feel, yeah. not knowing what the story is. Yes, it's blame to be had on both 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 parts of this. Yes, y'all vowed for where y'all stood in the paint for Russell Westbrook, yep. and this is what you're getting: yep. a selfish ass basketball player. Yep, only cares about himself. Yep, this is what y'all wanted to bring to LA. Yep, this is what LeBron and Marshawn say will help them get a ring. Yep. Like I'm at the point now watching the watching the games, D. I don't even get mad because I already know what the outcome's going to be. When That's... you got Pat Bell taking more three pointers than LeBron James, something's wrong. God, Jesus. You got little, and, and I feel so bad for Looney, Laney Walker. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker's out here giving it all he got for what? For nothing. I know he's like, damn, I should have resigned with the Spurs. Good God. But you know what, D? A trade with the Utah Jazz might be what we need because you know what? One thing about the Utah Jazz? What's that? They're undefeated. <laughs> so they might have something that we need. They've won all three of their games. They're 3-0 and sitting at the top of the division. The Utah Jazz, who packaged off everything they had, are 3-0. Oh, my God, bro. I don't care where you get it from. This is a bad product putting that's been put on the basketball court. And LeBron James, I love you. You're my favorite player in the world, but you sick of me too, sir. Oh, my goodness. Don't be a leader. When, don't just be a leader when it's good. Be yeah. a leader. Tell it how I need to be told. I don't care about people's feelings, bro. 
Do you think Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, those guys would have cared about somebody? Feelings? Not a chance. You need to step up and set the record straight and tell it what it is. Not all, yeah, y'all not going to get me to say something about Russell Westbrook. That I, who cares? Because he already let y'all know how he feel about you. For sure. This man came up the court. Ah, ah. <laughs> that boy way both the boys off. I said what? And y'all sitting in the back court like some dummies. He sitting there like, bruh. The two leaders of this team. And Darvin Ham, you should have been did it. Don't let nothing go wrong for you to be like, oh, he's, we're going to bench him. We're going to have him come up. You should have been did it. In the words of uh, Kendrick Perkins, send his ass home. <laughs> send him home. <laughs> if you can't get a trade, send him home. We'll fi- Lakers will figure it out without him. Yeah, man. Yeah. D, I told D when all this was going on in the offseason, D, they adding pieces, but when the shooting going to come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the reason why we wanted Kyrie so bad because we know we needed it. We need shooting. Golly, man. Marshawn, you working with Lethal Shooter? What the hell is that? <laughs> Lethal Shooter don't shoot it off the backboard. I'm telling you. Off the you. side of the. I'm like, what the. <laughs> Lethal Shooter? Who, you must have been working with a fake behind Lethal Shooter or something. This is ridiculous for basketball. So I'm happy that I don't have all my emotions, all what I want to see. I'm happy that it's, it's not in it because this is what I expected from the Los Angeles Lakers not to look good. When you told me Pat Bell was going to be your star point guard, I said, oh, shit, we ain't going to do nothing. No disrespect to you, Pat. No disrespect to you because I know that's you wanted to need, play bro. with LeBron. and you wanted, But that's not what we need. The Lakers have to figure out something. If it's you getting Jordan Clarkson, uh, Rudy Gobert, I mean, not Rudy Gobert, uh, Man, Mike Conley, the, Mike Conley, and um, uh, Rudy Gay from Utah to help this team go and do it. Stop sending us alerts about what you're going to do. We've been seeing that all summer about what you want to do and nothing happened. Yep. Go do it. I know Jordan Clarkson go knock down some shots. I know For Mike sure. Conley can make some timely baskets. For sure. And run the offense. I'm pretty sure Rudy Gay will give you some energy. On the defensive side of the ball. Because this team looked like poo-poo. Thanks, the guys. D, I know it's early. Three games in. Yeah, yeah. It's a long season. Yeah. But the Lakers have to look at themselves in the mirror and figure this thing out. If you're going to do something, why the hell go ahead and do it? Genie Buzz, get up off your damn back and do something. <laughs> Rob Polinka, oh, you should have you should have stayed an agent because you ain't no damn GM. Thanks to guys. All offseason, we've been hearing about what the Lakers gonna do. Lakers will make this move. Lakers wanna do. And y'all worried about some additional first round picks? Screw them picks, man. Like they say, I'm, I'm not even a Laker guy, I'm a LeBron guy. But this is the Lakers. You're supposed to be looking at basketball and looking at the Lakers play like this. The the thing I want to see this season is LeBron break the scoring record. If that's all I get, I'm happy with that. I, that's how I'm going into the season. That was my number one goal. I know LeBron ain't winning no more championships. I know it. 
Sad I'm ready to see the record get broken and see him do it. That's all I have to look for because this right here, D, is the this most disgusting thing I've ever seen in basketball. Goodness gracious. And it's pitiful that we got to start our show. <laughs> our show. The show that people love to hear. The people wake up in the morning to listen, listen to the sports. We got to be talking about the damn Lakers. Boy, what? What did you do in camp? D, I'm disgusted, man. This is ridiculous. I don't have no time for it. I'm not going to be putting a lot of my energy into a Los Angeles Lakers until I see something different. Because this is an embarrassment to the tradition of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well said, Black. Well said. We, we took 16 minutes to do this, man. We are in the heart of the college football season. NFL is on fire. And we are spending time talking about how God-awful, putrid, and pathetic that the Los Angeles uh, Lakers are looking like. Golly, bro. But you know what? I'm just going to keep real playing. Lakers and Spurs for the play-in. Unless we get a drastic, and I mean drastic, change of events. All right, moving on, Black. Let's go ahead and get into... Some other business, man. I'm sorry I had to put you through that, but I just couldn't sleep at night. <clears throat> knowing what was going on. All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's keep breaking some on ice, some more, some more ice out here. All right, my man. UFC 280 took place this past Saturday in Abu Dhabi in Black. What I tell you? Yeah. What I tell you, Black. Let's go ahead and start off with the main event, Charles Oliveira versus Ishmael Mayakovich. We have a new reigning and defending world lightweight champion. Oliveira went down in a bad way, man, to Ishlam Black. What'd you think about the fight? Oliveira, he 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 was ready to go in the first round. But don't you see the difference in the talent? Yeah, uh, the thing that really stood out in this fight, D, real quick. When myself, Ishmael, is, Ishmael when, when Islam put his hands on Oliveira, he wasn't scared to go to the ground. He was not. Every every fighter, any anybody else that Oliveira has fought in the past and put put him down on the ground, they didn't want to. They didn't want no parts. No. Of it. This man believes in his wrestling. He know what he what he is. And shout out to him. I believe Oliveira gonna be all right. We may see them fight again. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe it's a lot. This uh, lightweight division is stacked. You know, yeah. it's 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 a lot that could happen. Um, but I definitely see him holding on to this belt for a while, D, because yeah. this man ground game, and I didn't even know he had hand and power in his hands yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even mixed with that, that's a recipe for success right there yeah. in the UFC. You know, yeah. so shout out to him on becoming the new champ. Can't wait to see him and Volkanovski get it on. He is young. I, I, I call it because every once in a while you get this new wave of undeniable talent. He's putting it together, ground game, hand, I mean, just the movement in the cage. And he comes from a camp from the Khabib Nagamenov camp, and we know what they're about. They apply pressure, apply pressure. They're fearless. They fear nothing. Oliveira was on one of the hottest streaks we had ever seen. I mean, literally laying the rest, the best of the best in the division. Hell, what MMA had to offer, he was landing the rest. But I seen this kid coming. He's very dangerous, and he has no fear. There's no talking, it's just fighting. And he proved to be better than 
Charles Oliveira, who was a great champion. It sucks that he lost the title the way he lost it, but he didn't make weight. That was his responsibility. He didn't make weight, and he was put in this position. He was put in this position, and ultimately, he came on short trying to regain what was once his light heavyweight title. Shout out to Ishmael uh, <laughs> Makovich. He is going to be a problem for quite some time. All right, Black, uh, man. Would you say this is a surprise of the night? Aljamain Sterling TKOs TJ Dillashaw uh, to retain the Bantamweight Championship. Black, I was super surprised that this was the angle that happened in this fight. What about you? Man, uh, this fight really, really uh, rubbed me the wrong way. And and, and and people have been saying it in the lead up. Well, where has Dillashaw been? He wasn't on Embedded. He wasn't on this. He wasn't on that. Yeah. So comes to find out he had a shoulder injury. Yeah. And we seen it in the fight. We saw it. You we know, and, and I hate it for Dylan Shaw because he's such a good champ. Even though we know he had his little problem with the little PED yeah. or whatever he took. You know, that's neither here or there. Some people make the mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Taking over-the-counter stuff. That happens. But, man, don't cheat the game like that, man. If you hurt, especially in a big fight, pull like, out, just man. pull out. Pull out. Just pull out. But I know the, this was a humongous car Champ yeah. for, in Abu Dhabi. Championship He didn't want to let it down. But this is your chance to regain. This would have been... The third time you would have got this belt Never around your done. waist, and you want to be at 100%. And you seen early in the fight, man, Ajermaine Sterling let it be known. He let it be known that he is a dog. He yeah, is yeah, a yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, he from the gutter, man. And you know, when he when he get them arms around you, boy, you, you going to the ground. You done. But it sucks that his... Uh, it sucks that Dylan Shaw injury played a huge part in the outcome of this fight. And you had to think that Al Jermaine and his camp knew you yeah. had to know. You know how it goes, man. You think everything's wrapped up in camp, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Somehow, some way, the air comes out of the room, and and you you can see the game plan by Aljamain. He didn't even look nervous. He didn't. He didn't. Did he break a sweat? No, he looked like he knew what the what the deal was, and Dillashaw could do nothing. Nothing. He could do nothing. You could tell he wasn't himself. But this is the fight game. See, they popped the shoulder back in place, place two, times two times in the corner, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this is the fight game. When you step inside that cage, it's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Both men are dangerous. Yes, they are. And Alderman Sterling just did what he was supposed to do. Yes, he did. And uh, I don't. I think we'll see Dillashaw get right back into it and possibly gain another title shot in, in a short matter of time. But hey, you can't say nothing bad about Aljamain. He did what he's supposed to do. Yes, he and did. And still. And still. And still. All right, Black, let's get to the controversy. UFC 280, man. Man, Sugar Shane. Mm. Sugar Shane O'Malley defeats Peter Yan in a split decision. Black, what are your thoughts on the fight? Do you think Sugar did enough? Or was Peter Yan robbed? Man, <laughs> I thought Peter Yan was doing what he needed to do in this fight, but I do, I do want to see this fight again because I want to see exactly what the judge, what did the judges see that O'Malley did better than Yan? I know he landed some nice power shots on Yan, cut Yan, got him, got him leaking good. Yeah, but when. On the ground, Yon was doing some things there. Yeah. You know, and then he was doing some stuff on the feet, too. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know uh, Yon can put together combinations like that. This is the first time we've seen O'Malley retreat. He was retreating in this fight. We always see him, O'Malley, coming straight ahead, but he was retreating. So, D, I got to watch it again, but I felt like Yon was robbed of this fight because I feel like he was the more... A gr more aggressor and then the, he landed the more significant punches and time on the ground as well it, 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 I watched it twice and the first time I saw it I said Yon got robbed when I watched mm -hmm. it Yon got robbed then when I played it back 
it was closer than what I thought. And I said, wow, was this a draw? Or the shots that O'Malley landed on Jan, they were devastating shots. They were. Especially in that third round. I mean, Sugar took control late in the third round. Jan kind of flipped it at the end and got a big power shot on him. Uh, one clean shot that kind of dropped into one knee, but he got back up. So it, it was a lot going on. Uh, but I'm a hold with the judges. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hold with the judges because in that third round, that's what they're going to remember last. And I thought O'Malley mm. won that third round. It's arguably that Jan won the first two. And, and I, I'm not going to go against that. I would like to see this fight again, but we're not. I know what Dana wants. Dana wants sugar in that title picture. They mm. don't want... Aljamain Sterling came in and said they don't want me to be champion. They want O'Malley oh, wow. to come up here and get this title. Because he's one of the more marketable uh, fighters in the UFC. He just mm. is. And I got to think that's going to be next. We're sitting in October. This fight with uh, Aljamain Sterling and Sugar Shane is happening next, man. He's going to get this title shot. He's going to get this title shot. And I believe Dana, I'm not saying they want Sugar to be champion, but they want this fight. This is something new. It's unorthodox. For Sugar to look how he looked to get this opportunity, man, they want that. They want that new generation of MMA fighters to be tuned in, and they're going to get it. Yeah. They're going to get it. Close fight. Sugar wins it, but definitely with some uh, some controversy. Now, Black, we sit up here, and we watch some fantastic UFC this weekend. We got fights that we wanted to see. Now, Black, I am so sick of boxing. Once again, Black, we were up. We were robbed of seeing probably what the most the, the two most decorated fighters outside of uh, Tyson Fury right now, Terrence Crawford and, and, and uh, Earl Spence. Black, are we gonna get that fight? No, sir. No, we are not. <laughs> These are young fighters in their prime. You got an opportunity to build a trilogy or something like this, something. But what do we get? No, no, no. Terrence Crawford going to go fight somebody who play at Reigns right now. <laughs> Crazy. Now, this is, I hate this. And I'm not watching the fight. Black, you just gonna have to tell me who won. I'm not watching it because I don't wanna see this. This is what's wrong with boxing now. Give us the fights that the fans want to see. We want Bud Crawford and Errol Spence, but we can't get that because the janky, stanky, musky promoters get involved, paperwork all messed up, lawyers involved, and now we can't get the fights that the fans deserve. This is what's wrong with boxing. Has been wrong with boxing. Two years ago, boxing had a hell of a year. We got we got great mm -hmm. fights. Same like every other month. But my God, we almost at the end of 2022. And Black, what fight have we had this year? Hmm. <laughs> None. We saw Canelo and Triple G for the sixth time. <laughs> what, what have we had? We've had nothing. Then now we got to finish off the year with nothing. We can't get Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. We can't get anything. Black, what's your thoughts on this? Because I know you die hard. I know you're a die hard fan. You grew up in it. You hard in it. But once again, Black, another big time fight you're not going to be able to see. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it, it really sucks, Dean. It all, it all comes down to what you said. Too many hands involved. Too many hands in the pot. Certain decisions not being made. One person signed the contract, the other person didn't because he feel like he's not getting getting enough. What that's what rumors say. So we really don't know what's going on behind those closed doors. But um, this fight not happening is, is disgusting for boxing. And, and you know what? It got it took me back to how the whole thing went with Manny and uh, in Floyd. 
it took almost uh, 10 years before we could get that fight when we were supposed to get it in that prime. And this is what we're seeing again with these two excellent bo boxers at welterweight. Like, it's no reason it's no reason why this fight cannot be made. Yeah. It should have been made. We should have been... Me, me and D should be discussing if we're going to have a fight party for this one or not. Man. Wouldn't that would have been great? This would have been a fight we would have got before Thanksgiving. And, man, it would have been a heck of a month. Man. But now we got to sit and watch... Terrence Bud Crawford fight on the all black network on pay per view for thirty nine ninety nine forty five dollars at the tax. <laughs> Are you kidding me? ESPN ain't carrying the pay per view. Top rank ain't. I'm. I'm. A top rank ain't doing the pay per view. Showtime ain't doing the pay per view. The all black network. What is, is covering that? this fight? Who is it? And I mean, this is disgusting. And I feel, you know what? I feel bad for Earl. Earl's like, man, look, man, I could have had a fight in October, November. Right. I'm just sitting here right. waiting. Right. Now he the odd man out. Yeah, he is. But he word is, is oh, I, Bud want to take another two, two and up fight. He don't want to sit too man, long. That's trash. Man, bro. come on with that, man. That's trash. We have been bro. robbed of some great boxing here. We have been robbed. <sighs> if it weren't for the for the little guys like Tank Davis and uh, Devin Haney and these little guys, let me. If it weren't for those guys, we wouldn't probably even watch it. Boxing, we have to get these get this right. Promoters, take your hand out the damn pot. Just being, and give us the fights that we want. Just being fat and mustard. D, this is disgusting. I hope and my hope is that we can get this fight top of next year or whenever. So we can finally get a get a fight with some guys in their prime that makes sense for boxing. Because boxing needs this. Boxing is dying slowly. Yes, Slowly, yes, and it sucks, man. It's sad, man. You look, look the caliber of athletes that you have out there now that are in their prime in boxing. You got some really good fighters, man. You got some really nice young talent out there. I get the whole thing where you want to bring up the fighters and let them build steam. I, I understand that aspect of it. I do. They do it in the UFC to to, to a certain degree. But at some point, time, y'all got to get y'all got to let these boys go. Y'all got to let these boys fight. Put them in the ring. Put him in the ring. Let him go at it. Let's get a, a, a trilogy going on with this stuff, man. We sit up here and watch Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury for two years. We watch every last one of them. No more. It was good, too. But we got to sit here and see Bud Crawford fight on the All Black Effect Network. What are we doing? <laughs> That's what we got to watch. On the All Black Effect Network, Bud Crawford? And some junior in middle school? Oh, man. <laughs> this is why I don't mess with boxing, bro. If it ain't if it ain't for black, I, I don't I don't know. Don't ask me, bro. I'm going to say, here, holla at black. He can tell you. Because I can't do it, bro. <laughs> Give me UFC every single time. Because I know for a fact, month in and month out, mm -hmm. we going to get the best of the best with them titles on the line. Yep. And guess what? It never fails. Never fails. It never fails. But we can't get that in boxing. One of the most prized, heralded, sacred sports of our time. Muhammad Ali. I ain't finna do it, bro. I ain't finna go there, bro. I'm just gonna move on because it's disgusting. It's disgusting. 
I'm sad, bro. Let's yeah, go. It's a lot, bro. Let's go ahead and move it's on, It's a lot man. to take in, bro. It is, man. It sucks. It sucks, man. All right, man. So those are our icebreakers for the show. Let's go ahead and switch gears, man, and get into the week that was in uh, college football. And, man, I can't lie. I'm so glad my team was off this weekend. <laughs> Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? You're listening to the sports show. Thanks to Grace! Thanks to Grace! Thanks to Grace! Black, let's go ahead and get into college football, man. So, like I, like I stated before, look, I, I'm glad that my team was off for the weekend, Black, and I'm pretty sure the Florida Gators, they were happy that they team was off for the weekend, my boy. But you know what, Black? You know who probably ain't ain't really too happy, my boy, that they team. What and off, my boy, this weekend, my boy. Yeah, who is that, man? You know, I really feel for this brother, man, because he seemed like he a good dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really seemed like he a good dude, bro. Bro, shout out to Luke, bro. Boy, you crazy. <laughs> shout out to Luke Campbell, man. Why do got to keep going through this, man? Now, this is the first time ever, but we ran Luther Campbell on the sports day, and it's probably going to be the last. Man, let's let this rhyme for a second, man. Shout out Uncle Luke, man. Get some drops on Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance. That's the guys. Now, listen, bro. Miami, y'all should be shame of y'all self. <laughs> now, how many more times y'all gonna keep doing this? I get up in the morning, true story. I get up in the morning. I'm off for work this past weekend. We getting ready to celebrate my baby boy's birthday who turned one years old this past weekend. I'm sitting in the bed. I'm chilling. I got the TV on. I'm watching college game day. I said, man, let me go ahead and put in my ticket for the day. Let me go ahead and put in the ticket, my boy. See if I could come up on something real quick. And I come across the Miami and Duke game. And they had it off. Uh, uh, Miami favored by 14 points. And I said, well, they at home. They coming off a win. They might, they, they, they might come around the corner. They might do something, man. I think I might go with Miami, uh, cover 14. And then something slapped me in the mouth. It was my senses, and I took Duke plus 14, and they beat the boys by 30,000. Miami, y'all trash. Now, what y'all going to tell me now, Miami fans? Oh, Luke, you know, Cristobal, his, his uh, players not in there yet. You told me I had the ACC on lock. You told me, Van, what the boy name is, Van, what the name is? The quarterback. Uh, Van Dyke. You told me Van Dyke was going to win the Heisman. Y'all told me the ACC was on lock. So the Florida State game ain't mean nothing before. 
by God, it's either going to keep you alive or kill you after we come down there to uh, Miami Gardens. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this one more time just to make sure that I, I pay my phone bill. I do. And I'm looking at this goal, and I got a hope. I'm going to the game right now, Black. I hope I don't see Duke that put up 45 points on the Canes. Michael Irvin done rolling over in his grave right now. Ed Reed rolling over in his grave right now. Ray Lewis rolling over in his grave right now. Shout out Bubba Doug. Black, 45-21. Miami gets absolutely embarrassed again. Man, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to say, man. Like, the writing been on the wall for the Hurricanes, man. It just sucked that they keep losing to... These basketball schools, man. Disgusting, bro. It's 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 nasty. It's nasty. And I can't understand like what's going on, man. But my boy Van Dyke ain't even in the in the stat line here as none of the leaders. The game leaders, he not even there. Jake Garcia, 13 for 21, 198, and two touchdowns and three picks. What Dyke at? Where I don't he at? Know. I don't know where he at. Did he play? Did he even play in this game? Sorry, dog. I mean, this is this is ridiculous, man. They I don't sorry, know. Bro. <clears throat> I've been hearing stuff, seeing on Twitter, hearing people say, man, this ain't crystal ball, guys. These guys got a losing mentality in this locker room. The guys he's inherited becoming the coach. It ain't his guys. Man, look, man. I want to hear that. We've seen a lot of great coaches come in on, and, and teams didn't belong to them. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and make good on it. Shoot, we seen Urban Meyer come in with a championship. Well, boys, he ain't even recruit at Florida. That's a fact. That's a fact. We see we we see Nick Saban turn Alabama into something with with players that he didn't even recruit. That's a fact. Them boys trash, bro. When you got when you got you know when you got great coaching. Them boys trash. And Miami, Florida State, Florida, we've been lacking that great coaching. We've been lacking that over the years here. Them boys trash, bro. I sit back and look. I sit back and look at. It. Let's go back to when the last time the Hurricanes won a natty. Let's go back and look when we last lost. We were the closest, and that was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. When the last time Florida been in the natty talk? Mm. We haven't had great coaches, neither three of the schools. No, we haven't. And that's what it comes down to in getting the players in here. Yeah. Now, I, 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 you got to imagine that Miami going to lose some recruits over this. You, They have you to, gotta, You got to imagine that they are. I hadn't seen anything yet, but they have you got to gotta think that. They have to. Because bro. this is horrible. This is to, this D, this is bad. And then this ain't the start of it. You got, oh man, you got 1230 on ESPN3. You gotta go to Virginia. You gonna beat Virginia? On what? Oh, next Saturday at 1230. No, what channel they play on? ESPN3. My right, I don't even think I got that, bro. I'm supposed to watch the game. They go to Virginia, then you got Florida State come a call, and then you go to Georgia Tech, then you go to Clemson, and then you end with Pitt. Oh, they still gotta play Clemson? Clip, I'm me <laughs> and, and and in the in the incident and in the college football preview, we were like, man, that could be for something. <laughs> that could be for something. I guess I was wrong about that. Super wrong. Golly, <laughs> it, it don't get no better. Pitt playing good, Clemson playing good, Georgia Tech and Florida State play this weekend. We gonna see if we can end the skid or they gonna get a win. We don't know. I don't know. I'm just ready to see our three main schools here in Florida get great coaching again. It's a possibility that Florida may have something in Billy Napier. We don't know. Shoot, they got the dogs favored by 22 my. plus against Florida. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> in a robbery game? At a neutral site. <laughs> this is ridiculous. In a neutral site. 
Like I, I, I just don't, I just don't understand. These are programs in a good shape right now, D. And this, this just continue. All the hype that we put in, people put into Miami, Miami fans. Man, I'm looking at the Dolphin game and that thing rocking in there. Yeah, they in there. They in there. The Hurricanes got half of the building filled up in there, man. They in there. But you know what? They're going to come out when Florida State play, though. Oh, they coming. They're going to come out. That's going to be the only sellout of the year. Yeah, because half our fans going to be ha- making up <laughs> half the stadium. Them boys trash, bro. Bro, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Trash, it's bro. it's still trash, a long bro. ride to go for Miami, but it's it's over with, D. It's they true. Trash, it's bro. over. It's pathetic. I walk by Miami fans at the job, but them boys ain't look at me, bro. Them boys need to look at yeah, me, we'll bro. have no conversation. They don't want to talk. <laughs> and now they got the nerve to put the Florida State in a, a Miami game 730 on ABC. For what? I know Hershey and them like, are y'all kidding me, I know man? Hershey like, bro, we got to go down here, bro. <laughs> For Hershey, they going to find them a way to another game. You already know. Hershey going to say, hell, give me the noon game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's game. the same. And that's the same weekend as Georgia yeah, and yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. Hershey gonna find his way LSU to get on, and Alabama. Yeah, Hershey gonna find his way somewhere on CBS, my boy. We're gonna that's see Hershey crazy, on CBS because you know we need to get Matt Hasselback <laughs> and, and and Rory RG three, my boy. Let him call it. This is disgusting, <laughs> man. Y'all hurricane fans, y'all trash, bro. Yeah. After year after year, and some of them not a diehard saying, "Bro, next year, bro, we get our recruits saying next year, bro." That's when we gonna really see it. All right, my boy. All right, my boy. We go. Hey, shout out Luther Campbell because he rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> Uncle Luke should have to go through this. Oh, got us playing Uncle Luke on the sports desk. That made that brother have a terrible weekend. <laughs> Moving on. All right, Black Florida State was off this weekend. Florida was off this weekend, so we're going to go ahead and dive in to a couple of marquee games. Black, you know what happens when Alabama lose. Yeah. When Alabama lose, whoever behind them, they got it coming to them. The the roll tide, the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, really manhandled Mississippi State, man, on this past Saturday night, 30-6. It kind of seems like... (laughs) It looked like to me because I watched most of this game. It looked like my uh, Alabama said, "You know what? We're just gonna try to get back to the basics on this game." <laughs> it's like they treated the game like they was in practice, bro. I'm like, I'm watching the game. I'm like, everybody calm and collect. They just calling that so bright, young. Everybody just calm. I said, did they choose Mississippi State to run practice on? <laughs> Them boys ain't getting nothing done. I mean, them boys just got Ramshack Black. Are Alabama forming back in the shape? You know when they come off a loss, they come back angry. They come out pissed off. And this defense looked pretty good after a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 man. That's how it always go after a loss with Alabama. Like you said, D, they ain't going nowhere. They just going to turn this thing up a notch. Um, I expect them fully to whoever they play next weekend when they play LSU to mollywop them. Yeah. You know, I am not I don't expect it to be close, but the thing for me with Alabama is when they get to these elite teams, like when they see a Tennessee again or <clears throat> when they face whatever team they face in the playoff, you know what's going to happen. We know that that secondary is not elite. And then you get no. a team who's slinging that thing all over the place and get their protection for, for, for their quarterback, they're going to make plays. Yeah. That's gonna That's the thing with them. You know the defense is the defense looked really good against Mississippi State, but what about when you play the elite? That's what I'm concerned with. But Alabama bounced back; they'll be all right. They'll somehow figure their way into the playoff. I'm sure of it. So, um, not a big deal on my part. D. just 
worried about Alabama when they played the elite teams in college football? Well, all they have to do is win. All right, the loss that they took came in against an SEC East opponent. They're going to run the table in the SEC West. It won't be a contest, even though LSU looks like that they are discovering some things. I still fully expect Alabama to have their way with them, unless that game is at LSU. If that game is at LSU, and I will have to look and see if that game is in Death Valley at night, then you know maybe, maybe you know I'll have a different tone in my voice. But still, fully expecting Alabama to win. Alabama has great players. They have it, great. It is at LSU. Oh sir. well, okay. So we are going to actually. Isn't that this Saturday or next Saturday? That's next Saturday. Next Saturday. So are you sure? Yep, next Saturday. Don't, Florida seven Georgia this weekend. Seven o'clock ESPN. Next Saturday, Florida Georgia, Florida and Georgia this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday. Okay, yeah. so you know you fully expect you know Alabama to represent themselves in that way, especially coming off of a, a loss. And the last, I want to say two out of the last three times they lost in the regular season, they went on to win. The national title. So we have to sit back and see. So well, not last year they didn't. Last yeah, two out of three times that they lost. Okay, yeah, okay, you're right. They won a title. Right. All right, Black, moving along to the top 10 matchup. The Bruins, man, go down to the Ducks, 45 to 30. Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks look like they have recovered fully. Show them from some the, love, bro. Yeah, fully from the beatdown that they <laughs> versus the dogs. I was I was texting this in the, the green room. Shout out to the green room. Shout out Sayed. Shout out Dunbar. Bo Nix style of play. It's tailor-made for the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It's tailor-made for it. He shouldn't have never went to Auburn. So you think going to Auburn was a mistake? Yeah, obviously. Even been a legacy. Yeah, he should have. He should have took his wings and spread them elsewhere. All I like what uh, Arch Manning's doing. Word is that uh, the Manners are not thrilled that he's going to Texas. His family's not thrilled that he's going to Texas. They wanted him in SEC-based school, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Alabama, like somewhere around that area. He's going to go to the Big 12 and kind of do his own thing. And Bo Nix probably should have took that lead. He looks sensational. He does. In he this did. offense. Mm-hmm. And when you go back and look at that Georgia game, that Georgia game wasn't on him. That was just a mismatch. Yeah. All the way around. We've seen it. I mean, at every every mm-hmm. three phases of the game, a special team defense offense, just a mismatch. Man, it just- <laughs> But now they've been able to recoup. Get their legs on them, have some really impressive wins, and now they are back in the driver's seat. Yeah, they're the top team in the world, right? Yeah, they are the top team, uh, followed by USC. And what kind of game that's going to set up to be if they get on the collision course in the Pac-12 championship, because that could be everything. Mm -hmm. That could be everything. So, shout out to Bo Nix. Shout out to, I forget the head coach name that came from Georgia. Uh, he was on Kirby's staff. He's a head coach of Oregon. I forget his name. Oh, man, I can't remember. But he was able man. to keep these guys together, and he spoke on that in the post Lanning, game. Lanning, Lanning, Dan Lanning. Yeah, he, he yeah. spoke on that in the post game about guys just staying together, being embarrassed in front of the nation, keeping it together, and just kept playing ball, kept playing ball. And now look at him now, at the top of the Pac-12, a top-10 team. Yeah. And in prime position, dare we say, to make the playoff? So, this is what I was going to ask you. Even with all the teams that we looked at, UCLA, USC, now Oregon, with all of them having a loss, do you still think it's a chance that one of these Pac-12 teams can get into the playoff? I think the team that is prime, that is prime to get in due to where they're sitting is USC. That is the team that is prime to get in. Now, if you look at Oregon's remaining schedule, they go to Cal this Saturday, they go to Colorado, they got a tough game versus Washington. Then they still got to play Utah. And then, you know, you have the Civil War with Oregon State at the end of the year. If you look at their schedule, the marquee wins for them so far 
are the Washington State win because they were ranked when they beat them. Mm-hmm. Of course, beating uh, Oregon, uh, UCLA this past weekend. And they got to kind of hope that Utah can kind of stay in that top 15 range. And then we'll see what happens. And then they'll set up on a collision course with a potential another top 10 team with USC. Oh, so they don't play USC. No, in the they will meet season. in the championship. Oh, okay. They okay. will meet in the championship game because you know how they set up the first two teams, first and gotcha. second, play for the, the conference title. So they're right back in it. Okay. They're right back in it. But I think the team that is poised to be able to get over the loss is USC and still make it to the college football playoff. But we'll just have to see how that goes. Black, UCLA. This was their opportunity. Chip Kelly going back to Oregon. What was your thoughts on how the Bruins just kind of laid flat to start the game? Made a run in the second half, but it was just too much. Yeah, too it, much was, it, it, was, it was shocking, especially a team full of uh, upperclassmen seniors. It's uh, what yeah. they say it's over twenty five plus seniors yeah, on his team, juniors and seniors on his team. So that that was very shocking yeah. for them to go in go in there and lay down like they did. I I kind of expected more for them because they looked so good in the past games. D. They did. It looked so well, and then they just they just laid flat like they ran into a buzzsaw in Oregon. So we're gonna see how they regroup. You know, this is a team full of senior guys, so we'll see how they group and move forward. They still got something to play for. They, they still get USC. That could be for something. I just want to see how they respond, but they definitely did lay flat D, and that was very shocking. Uh, Chip Kelly going back to Oregon. Black LSU, man. LSU, like they finding a little groove, man. Knocking off the seventh rank, well, then seventh rank Ole Miss Rebels. Said called it, our college football correspondent. He And you did too, I believe, mm-hmm. called LSU uh, knocking off Ole Miss. But did you expect it to be a 45 to 20 ball game? I didn't, and, and Ole Miss jumped, on, jumped out on them pretty good. But I'm not shocked. I've said this. I always said this, and it don't matter what he had. Brian Kelly gonna coach him up. Yes, he's he just a great coach. It didn't matter. You know, everybody was saying him going to the SEC. He ain't gonna look as great. <laughs> you can't deny great coaching, bro. And that's what this man do. He put his team in the right positions and had them boys ready to go. That's why I feel like he gonna succeed in the SEC because he a good coach. Yeah. Now it won't be before long. Uh, LSU vine to be one of them top teams in the SEC again. You know, after uh, a brief break. You know, but man, uh, this is not shocking. Uh, Ole Miss hadn't played nobody. You know, we hadn't seen anything from them. So the one team they did play, they got mollywop. So. We're going to see moving forward what Ole Miss do, but I'm liking what I'm seeing out of this uh, LSU team and what Brian Kelly is doing after a, a rough start. Yeah, Brian Kelly, man, like you say, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach. This is probably the most adversity he's faced at the start of the year. They was calling for his job after the Florida State game. Mm-hmm. And then the next week they lost to Mississippi State, I believe. I think it was the next They started off season yeah, 0-2. Yeah, yeah. No, they started off 1-2. They, they started won off the next week a cupcake and then yeah, they yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he started off topsy turbo, man, but he's been able to put together a couple of wins. And look, that game in Death Valley, when the tie come to town, I think Alabama will win that game. But I think that game is going to be a lot closer, a lot more interesting than we expected to be, especially after the performance. I hate to say it uh, when they play, uh, you know, how they look after they play Florida State, especially in the fashion that they lost, mm-hmm. the turmoil coming out the locker room. Like just a lot of stuff that was going on. But it seems like these guys have settled down in Baton Rouge. And they look like they're, you know. And they coming off two big wins. Shoot, they got Molly Watt by Tennessee. They, they went down to Gainesville and beat Florida, and now they just knocked off Ole Miss. Yeah, back-to-back yeah. wins, man. So, shout-out to Brian Kelly. Look like he's starting to write the shoot down there, Black. We're going to go over a couple more scores, then we're going to get into this week's edition of the Doggy. A week. All right, Black. Texas loses again. Texas got to be the only top 25 with all these losses. Why Texas keep staying in the top 25? 
Gundy and the Cowboys gun them down at home. Oklahoma and they State was getting leading the that win. game. They yeah, did? they was. Man, come on. They man. got the mo- they got like four losses in the top twenty five. I don't know why they still in there, but Oklahoma State gets to win forty one to thirty four. Kansas State. Uh, tried their hardest, but TCU keeps it rolling. Black, we're going to have to start talking about TCU. Yes, we are. When they start getting into this playoff conversation, because I got a feeling if the rankings came out today, that might be a top five team in the country, in my opinion. Because if you look at their resume, had they played Oklahoma State yet? Have they uh, played them yet? I don't think so. No, 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 they haven't because they only wait. Did they? Who did Oklahoma State lose to? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, look it up real quick. All right, my black looks that up, man. Let's go to uh, Wake Forest knocking off uh, Boston College, forty-five to thirteen. Tennessee rolling over Tennessee, March sixty-five to twenty-four. Cincinnati twenty-nine twenty-seven, and Syracuse fighting and fighting, but they just couldn't get the job done. The Tigers take care of the Orange, twenty-seven to twenty-one, and the Buckeyes roll the Hawkeyes, fifty-four to ten. TCU has already beat Oklahoma State. Okay, I figured that's who Oklahoma State lost was to. And this is what this is the the remainder of their schedule. They go to West Virginia, they get Texas Tech at home, they go to Texas, they go to Baylor, and then they get Iowa State at home to close the season out. Okay. Look, I like this TCU team. Yeah, I do. They mean, yeah. they nasty, their quarterback is a bruiser. They got speed on the outside. I forget number one, the receiver name for TCU. Yeah, Robinson something like that. But, uh, I think his name is Robinson. He is a special type of receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for uh, the Horn Frogs, man. So watch out for TCU college football fans. They could have something to say uh, when this thing is all said and done. All right, man, let's get into our college football correspondent, Cedric Tyrone Carpafar. And let's get into this week's game. Game picks and the dog of the week. D Black Sports Desk. What's good? This your boy Big Said back again with the picks of the week. First game, we got number two Ohio State. Visiting number 13, Penn State. Mm. Um, this is Ohio State's toughest game since, I think, week one when they played Notre Dame. But I think they keep it rolling with this one. So I'm taking Ohio State with the uh, first one. All right, Black, the Buckeyes get the Nittany Lions at home. You know, Penn State coming off a rough <laughs> loss versus Michigan, but they climb right back and bust up Minnesota. Black, is this game interesting? Yes or no, and who wins? Um, think it will. I believe it will be an interesting game. Reason being, Penn State has a top-notch defense, but we know uh, Ohio State offense is is clicking on all cylinders Elite. right now. Elite. So I want to see because you're talking about one of the better defenses in the nation versus one of the better offenses in the nation. Rivalry and, game, and it's in Penn State. You know how I rock, how I get rocking in there. If 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 Ohio State was to blow them out. It'll be because this game is at 12 o'clock. It's a big noon game. It's, oh, it's not, not a night, night game. game. So, but I'm going to roll with Ohio State. I think they keep rolling, D, in this game. I like what they're doing. They they find all sellers. That's why in the preview we picked them to, to win it all. But I like what I'm seeing from Ohio State. I expect them to win this football game. I think this is a close game. I think it's a close game. I think Penn State realizes this is the game that we got to have. They blundered the Michigan game, and historically, in the past five years, they played Ohio State close. There's only been one blowout in this game in the last four years, and Ohio State took care of them boys, I think it was four years ago. The last three games have been close Mm -hmm. between these two schools. I think it's a close ball game, but I think Ohio State, 
ain't going to say they escape, but I think they get them by a touchdown. Second game, we got Notre Dame visiting number 16, Syracuse. Mm. Uh, I think Syracuse wins this. I think it'll be an upset if we're looking, I guess, historically for the programs. So that'll be a good win for them. Third game. All right, Black, Notre Dame at Syracuse this Saturday, 3.30 ABC. What we got? Uh, Notre Dame kind of cleans, cleans some things up offensively, defensively. So they've been they've been rolling since with their last loss, that disappointing loss that they had. Syracuse coming off a tough win when they had a big lead against Clemson. Yeah. And I know they gotta be sitting not sitting too too easy with them. But I'm gonna roll with Notre Dame in this one. I okay. think Notre Dame keep it rolling. I think they didn't figure things out defensively and offensively. Give me uh the Irish to get this win. One of the best things you can have is go home after a tough loss, and that's what Syracuse is going to. They're going back to the dome where they haven't lost a game this year. I think Syracuse bats down. I think they have some great coaching around them and some great leadership. I think the Orangemen take care of the Irish in a close nip and tuck, scratch and claw style of game. Give me Syracuse to knock off Notre Dame. And we got number nine, Oklahoma State, visiting number 22, Kansas State. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State to get a road win on this one. All right, Black, the Wildcats of Kansas State take a tough loss to TCU, their first loss of the year uh, this past Saturday. They welcome in the Cowboys. Now, Gundy's already had his one loss. <laughs> Does do the Cowboys in Oklahoma State go down and take care of business in Manhattan, Kansas, yeah, against I'm gonna, the Kansas State Wildcats? I'm going to say the Cowboys hold Pat. They're going to uh, they show up to do what they need to do. Wouldn't be shocked if this thing come down to the last – you know, a couple of seconds field goal game or whatever. But Kansas State is a tough team. They gave TCU everything they could handle. But I'm going to roll with the Cowboys to get this win over uh, Kansas State. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Cowboys as well. Gundy's going to get a loss. He, I think he's already got it. This is a really good Oklahoma State team, especially in the environment of the Big 12. They're going to be right there in the Big 12 championship when that gets there. But they got to go through Kansas State to get there. Tough game, close game, field goal game, high scoring game. But give me the Cowboys. Fourth game, we got number 19, Kentucky, taking the trip to Rocky Top, Tennessee. Does Tennessee get caught sleeping, looking ahead? Because next week they play Georgia. I don't think so. I think they keep it rolling. I think this team is dialed in mm. and got the big picture in mind. So I'm going to take Tennessee with that. With Black, Kentucky, Tennessee. I don't know what time this game is. I got to think it's around 3.30. Or uh, maybe a 7 o'clock game. But what do we get here, Black? Can the Wildcats, after a really rocky midseason squirm, can they get back on tra track and shock the nation and knock off the Vols? Well, this game is uh, 7 o'clock on ESPN Ooh. and Rocky Top. So, oh, uh, hammers, 100,000. Man, look at here. Uh, I expect this to be a good one. But, man, it's something that we talked about a couple episodes ago. This... <laughs> This Tennessee offense is a well-oiled machine. You know, we was having a conversation about them being up there with the LSU offense when Burrow and those guys was there. Yeah. So uh, I expect them to fully uh, keep things rock, keep things rolling. I think Josh Heupel has this team believing. Yes. And what they yes. can do, and they have them believing that they're an unstoppable force. So I'm going to pick Tennessee to uh, to roll in this one. I'm gonna say two touchdowns, D. I got Tennessee absolutely destroying Kentucky. <laughs> you look at this team offensively, man, and where are they weak? They run it exceptionally well. They throw it exceptionally well. And the most important stat is turnovers. There are none. There still isn't any turnovers. 
We are in the thickness of the college football season, and they still out here not turning the ball over. I'm talking about at all. Hooker's Heisman case is getting stronger by the week. Stronger by the week. Tennessee absolutely pancake smashes Kentucky. And, and real quick, you notice one thing I noticed about this team, D? We really only talking about one guy, and that's Malik Hooker. Yeah. When we was dealing with LSU, you talked about Burrow. Oh, yeah. You talked Chase, about Chase, Jefferson. Jefferson yeah. The running back, Carl, Carl Edwards, Yeah. You know, Hooker just make this thing go. Yeah. It's no other. It's no other elite guys on the outside or in the backfield. He's a leader. He's the he's the he's the sole leader in the thing, and he's the reason why this thing go. You know, and don't don't get me wrong. His guys are catching the ball. And they yeah, they, they yeah, do yeah, what yeah, they yeah, need yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. But for a team to be this elite, and you only talking about one guy, that's very impressive, D. Very good. That one for the dog game of the week. I chose Cincinnati coming down to Central Florida. Mm. Uh, I, forget, I think Central Florida was, uh, uh, I think they were favored. I'm not sure, but I'm going to take Central Florida to win that one. That was just interesting to me that uh, Cincinnati is ranked and Central Florida, you know, there's a, they're only a two-loss team, so that was an interesting game to me. And uh, I purposely left the Florida Georgia game off because my boys are twenty two point <laughs> underdogs in that one. So I just want to see: Do y'all think Florida covers that? Me personally, I've been torn because are we twenty two points bad? But I also know it's a rivalry game, and I say rivalry in the sense of uh, recruiting wise for Kirby. So he might just try to run it up. <laughs> So, I don't know. But I'll take y'all uh, answers off air, and I'll holler at y'all next week. All right, man. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Tyrone Koppel, a.k.a. Well, Cedric Farr, a.k.a. Tyrone Koppel. Black, real quick, Cincinnati or UCF? Cincinnati is an underdog in this game. Do they go down to Orlando and hold tight? Yeah. Uh, the one game that I did see Cincinnati in, they didn't look really good. UCLA, I mean, uh, Central Florida, very good offense. They really can't stop nobody, but I'm going to roll with the Bearcats in this one. They've been chugging along here, getting a few wins in a row. So give me the Bearcats to get this win in, uh, Central, over Central Florida. I think it's close. I think it's a very interesting ball game. I think if you're uh, in the sportsbook betting, definitely look at the odds on this game and really take a look at that spread. And if you're really frisky, go ahead and money line you the Cincinnati Bearcats in this game because that's what I probably will be doing, taking Cincinnati money line if it holds with the betters. Uh, once we get to Saturday So I'm going to go with uh, Cincinnati to win this game as well Very close though Alright Black to answer uh, This is a very hot topic out here mm -hmm. Once the line has dropped It started off 21 and a half And now we are 22 22 uh, Georgia and Florida I just want to see where we are So yeah wow now it's 22 and a half With the dogs over under set at 56 and a half on the points. Black, I'm going to kick it off. If you're into the sports betting, take Florida plus 22 and a half. That is the most disrespectful <laughs> yes, thing I have ever seen in this rivalry. Is Georgia a very good football team? Yes, they are. But the one thing that tends to get lost when you think about this game that people seem to forget already, Florida got talent. Mm -hmm. And if Richardson is dialed in and focused, he not going to go quietly. He not. 
That team is not going to go. Now, I know this Gator defense is absolutely disgusting. But I got to think, the pride, the rivalry game, Billy Napier and his staff going to have to tap into this disrespect. Now, I don't know how it goes in college locker rooms if they talk about the spread or not, but they need to be. They need to be. I'm taking Florida plus 22 and a half. <laughs> and I'm just going to roll with one go with it, bro. Mm-hmm. That is wild. I think Georgia wins this game because I just think they're the better team from top to bottom. But the Gators got superior athletes with that Southern speed. And they're going to make it a little bit interesting. And if it's going to be one game to keep your eye on that you can call the upset of the year in college football, I got a feeling it's going to happen right over here in Jacksonville with the dogs lurking, looking, hoping that the Gators don't show up to play black. What you got? 22 and a half Gators underdog. Yeah, that's that's real dis- disrespectful right there. But, man, hey, it's the biggest cocktail party in the world. That's what they call you it. Don't call it for nothing, man. This is a rivalry you look forward to every single year. If, if, if you're not a fan of either one of these schools, you're looking, you're looking at it and you're watching it because it's, it's one of the big rivalries in college football. <laughs> But 22 and a half, man, that's very it's disrespectful. And tough. I hope these Florida guys use that as a bulletin board material. Yeah. I hope Anthony Richardson sees this. I hope this Florida defense should you feel you should feel real bad. Sick to your stomach after seeing this. They, that's, they saying y'all defense trash, bro. That's all that is. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, man. Uh, Georgia ain't been impressive in all their games. Some games they had to come from behind and win. They struggled in games. But Florida, this like you say, this Florida team got a lot of talent, a lot of speed. They can run the, they run the ball very well with Richardson and, and those et the, the young etn kid and the the Johnson running back. Them boys do their things. This could be a very close game. I agree with you. This could be something close, something tricky. It's a rivalry. Definitely take the money line Florida for the twenty two and a half because that is outrageous. Yeah, I think I, I believe Georgia pulled this game pulled this game out by a field goal. Or even less, you know, because I think this is a rivalry. I believe uh, Billy Napier, he knows how big this game is. And he these both of these teams have had a bye. So you got to think they're going to come ready to play. So I'm, I, I like this game, D, but I like Georgia to squeak out a win over Florida. Really? Squeak out? Squeak out. Squeak out. Squeak okay. out. Okay, and, 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 and I'm not going to disagree with that, man. I'm going to be – I think this game, just due to this line alone, I think a lot of people are just going to be dialed in. To really see, because let's call it what it is. It was just a couple of weeks ago that Missouri had Georgia on the ropes. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that Florida don't got better talent than Missouri? <laughs> I'm going to say that they do. I get why the betters are doing this, but the Gators are also coming off a of bye week. Mm-hmm. They are too. They've had ample time prepared, just like the dogs. Mm-hmm. So very close watch this coming weekend. And if you're into the sports books, if you just got any type of sense, take Florida plus. 22 and a half, because I already did. All right. <laughs> All right, Black, we're going to come out of college football, man, and we're going to head into the National Football League. And Black, it just seems like, it just seems like we just do this every week, man. We just do this every week, man. Let's go ahead and get into it, man, because, boy, I, 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 I don't know if I have anything left to say about the Jacksonville Jacks.
All right, Black. Let's go ahead and get into it, Black. Let's go ahead and get our NFL Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Robinson, on the phone. And Black, usually Rashad texts me, man. Usually he'll holler at me, man. But I think my boy depressed again. I think he done reached the verge, man. That boy was going off on Twitter. I know he was. My boy, my boy is definitely out here depressed, man. Let's see if we can get my mans on the phone. D Black, what's up, man? Rashad, what's going Rashad, on? Rashad, what's happening, my man? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, y'all can hear me. My I, voice is a little gone from yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. It does sound like your voice is uh taking a pounding, my boy, since the last time that we spoke. Well, Rashad, you know yeah. why we calling. You know what this is. The Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> take another loss. They are now two and five. Losing to the New York Football Giants, twenty-three to seventeen, down here in Duval County, Florida. Rashad, no, 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 we wasn't in Duval County. We were in New York yesterday. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> the New York Giants definitely invaded Jacksonville, Florida yesterday. Rashad, take me to the game because I know you were in attendance. Jaguars falling. Go ahead and give me your true and honest feelings after yesterday's tough loss. Uh, as soon as I walked into the stadium, I felt like I, I just knew it was going to be bad. I hadn't even actually got in my seat yet to see just how many Giants fans was in there. But um, I was just like, this this don't feel good. This, I, 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 and I, I was like, this just don't feel good. So um, I get to my seat and I just sit down. I'm looking at everybody and I just start laughing. And I'm like, this is apathy. Mm. This is if you've ever wanted to see what apathy looks like. This is what it looks like. Mm. People are tired. They're tired. Um, that was the worst Jaguar to visitor fan ratio that I've ever seen. I've been a season ticket holder for 14 years. Mm. That was the worst. And it's not just because it's the re- most recent. There were literally more Giants fans in the stadium than Jaguar fans, and it's never been like that before. You can hear it too on TV. <clears throat> it was it was bad, um, and like I said the last time, man, I, I I can I can see how that can be discouraging as a player to walk out to what's supposed to be your home field, and you literally see more of the opponent's fans than what your fans are. I can see how that can be discouraging, but I think those players have to understand it. And this has nothing to do with you. It's zero to do with you. This is 14 years of the same thing over and over and over again. Mm. This is four in a row. This is four in a row, and you can arguably put these four in a row all on Doug Peterson. Mm. I don't understand. I, 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 I get being aggressive. There is no scenario in football up four on the 20-yard line, excuse me, where you should not kick a field goal. Yeah. Late in the fourth quarter, there is no scenario in in football, period, up four on the 20, kick the field goal because if anything happens, it's just a tie. You tie game. That's it. Yeah. You you went for you 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 already did something and 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 got what you needed to get out of it. You was up 
eight eight zero. You took the penalty. You went in. Um, <clears throat> you went in for the two point conversion. You've already done the analytical thing. Now it's time to play smart. And I don't know if he just feels like he doesn't have the team, so he got to steal everything. But man, at some point, you just got to be smart. And yesterday just wasn't smart at all. There's, there was nothing. Nobody can logically tell me why you don't kick the field goal in that situation. And it cost you the game. Right. So it that that literally cost you the game. So let's go ahead and get into the actual game, okay? So you see Travis Etienne really had it going. For some strange reason, there was no James Robinson at all yesterday. You looked, it looked like you're able to run the football on the New York football giants. Trevor was doing check down passes, kind of scooping and dumping. In the first half of that game, I was like, I'm cool with this. I'm cool with this offense. It looked like a vanilla style of offense in the first half. And then we get into the second half. And of course, we see Saquon start to get going. The Giants started throwing some different things at the Jaguars defense, but the Jaguars were still in position to win the game. And then we get to that pivotal drive where you're up four. You're on the 20-yard line. I get that you're trying to go for the throat and and, and boost the morale with the team, but, hey, you need a win. Mm-hmm. You need a win here, and this is the one call probably thus far this season that I feel like Doug Marone just said, hey, I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger than this. And, and, and I'm going to show everybody and remind everybody just who I am with this play call right here. And my thing is, if you're going to go for it on fourth and one, then why you ain't stack that play to make it look like you were trying to get a fourth and one? Mm-hmm. I was right. just really disappointed in that. And then, of course, we see the Jaguars just absolutely flame out after that. Trevor, I give him credit, man. He drove the Jaguars down to try to get in position to steal the game that they should have won anyway. But it, it just it just wasn't enough. And quite frankly, they shouldn't have never been in that position. They should have never been in that position uh, to begin <clears throat> with. No, no, they shouldn't have been. Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to beat this dead horse. This is the man that already said he don't like to run the ball. So I don't. I don't. Well, James Robinson I can hurt. Do about that. Yeah, they they came out today and said he, he got does, a lower, He's dealing with a lower body injury. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, James I, Robinson isn't hurt. They don't like James Robinson. Let's keep it a buck. They've been doing everything they can. To, to, yeah, he, he, it was like a player two that he did get in on. Oh, I was just making. I was making sure that that one was stunt double. It, it, it was more ETN, but I think for 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 me, D, and, and it's very demoralizing. As a fan, it brings it. <laughs> it makes you be like, man, this sucks, man. And like, like uh, Rashad said, we've been dealing with this for fourteen years. So, but I'm tired of seeing the press conference where we're close, we're close, we're close. Well, it's games that we've give, given away. It literally looks like team said that we're going to go in here, be very disciplined, and we're going to let the Jaguars make the mistakes. <laughs> That's literally what we seen. We seen it in the Philly game. Philly made mistakes. We had a pick six. We was. We was doing what we needed to do in that game, but we made more mistakes than Philly made. Yeah, you get to the you get to the Colts game. We just gonna throw it all over the place because we don't believe in their secondary. Yeah, and then you get this game where you got a coach who got too much pride. Like we we say, it seems like we saying it every week now. Yeah, he's a prideful yeah. coach. He's a prideful yeah. coach. But you know, you you look at how it was. You get Etn. He had a turnover. Giants had no turnovers. 
None whatsoever. You get the, the dumb personal <clears throat> files. The I mean, I just it's no discipline where it needs to be at with this team. Yes, this this Jaguar team is a better team, but it I don't understand what it is. What right. what are we missing? What are we missing? Well, you here? said it, discipline. And 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 and, and, and uh, it sucks as a fan because I know we have a better team. We have a le- we have a legit team. Shoot, even with all us, man, we sound like the season over with. It really ain't because they still in the mix to do what they want to do. I mean, they at are two and five. They are. They could easily turn this thing around if they wanted to, but us as fans don't believe they'll do that. I hate I hate the way this is going, <clears throat> especially these close games, man. Every every one of these losses, we ain't been blown out. It's been close losses, lost games that's been lost in the fourth quarter for dumb plays, going for it on fourth instead of taking points, or or, or Trevor throwing a pick, or this, or a person to foul on the defense, or uh, our DBs getting beat over the top. I mean, it's it's just a whole bunch. D Doug Dougie P got to figure. He got to he got to get out the way and kind of figure this thing out and go go back to uh. The basics, man. Sometimes you just got to go back to the basics and do the smart thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're not doing. Yep. But man, this is this is this was another tough loss, and to uh, have to sit and watch. But man, the Jaguars still can do some things, even though we hate to say it as fans, we don't believe it. They still can turn this thing around and hopefully do something. So we'll see what happens. So Rashad, where you at? Where you at, man? With just hearing me and Black talk about you know what we saw during the game and just where are you today? As the Jags get ready to head to London to take on the Denver Broncos, who are not good either. Uh, <clears throat> um, I agree with what Black is saying, but if they lose to Denver, the season's over with. I'm going to be rooting against them winning games. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's because because it's not going to help. This schedule, um, is one that. That you can flip around. I mean, because you, you, it's it's not as if you're looking at the games and it's one thing that is going on that is preventing them from winning. It's a multitude of things. It's like every week somebody takes turns. Um, and you're not getting blown out, even by these teams that sometimes they should blow you out. Um, some of these games that they should be blowouts, but. Next week is gonna be the story, man. If they can't beat Denver, then just 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 cancel the season because you still need talent in a lot of different places. And I'm not willing to sacrifice uh, a couple of wins, winning five and six games, when I can just get me a top five pick and try and get me some better players. Um, I just I, I don't. We'll see what happens. I'm not. I can't pick the Jaguars to beat anybody at this point because they're gonna find a way to lose the games until proven otherwise. The one thing that Doug Peterson needs to do. Fair assumption. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that Doug Peterson just needs to do is run the ball, man. I mean, it's simple. The run is working. Like I I understand that you want to make Trevor the focal point and you want him to be the superstar. That's gonna come in time. Please, please run the ball. It's working. Every single week, the run is working. That is the strong part of this team right now. You do not have the weaponry on the outside to throw the ball 43 times. Trevor should never throw the ball over 35 times. Never. I don't want him to throw it over 30. Like, run the ball. I agree with that. Like, run the ball. Like, it's simple. Like, you have three good running backs. Shorten the game. Run the ball. Your defense is struggling. 
Run the ball. Eat the clock. They can't keep. Yeah, eat the clock. Like, if you're running the ball in these games, you're going to win them. Philly was lost because we didn't run the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you just, like, I don't under, we And we've had leads in all these games. Is what leads really in every pisses game. You yes, these last You got a lead in every game in yeah. the second half lead. Fourth quarter. I think the Jaguars have led in the fourth quarter of every game this year. They have. Except the Philly game. Except the Philly game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think I think they've I think they've led in the fourth. So that's what it's like, okay. I can't write off the season because you see where the team is playing well and then something clicks. And then it all goes away. <clears throat> that's gonna be Doug's Pe- Doug Peterson's job. Yeah. Keep the locker room together. To get them guys to understand that, hey, I know we keep saying that we're close, but literally, guys, we're close. And we're going to figure out a way to close these games out, and they come in bunches. We're going to figure out a way to win these games. Well, That's it. But if they, lose, if they lose to Denver, it's over. Well, I still feel that they're still trying to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. I still had that yeah. feeling watching this Giants game. I said, in this situation, they don't know how to win. Even when Trevor got the opportunity to drive them back down, and I give kudos to Lawrence, man. He didn't turn the ball over yesterday. He would, you know, he executed what he was given, especially late in that fourth quarter to get the Jaguars in position to indeed steal the game that they should have won. But I really think Doug Peterson got in the way uh, this Sunday. <laughs> I think he really got in the way. If you run the football, NTN was on fire. Find ways to keep him active. You know, check down, you know, get him on the screen. Keep NTN in the flow of the yeah, game. But that turnover was big, too. Yeah, he fumbled you know, that on the was, goal line. That was, he, he fumbled on the goal line. And that was in. huge. That, was, that huge. was huge. That was huge. But still, like, you got to instill the confidence. Now they're saying Robinson had an injury. I, I, I'm with Rashad. I don't really know about that. Because he was dealing with a lower leg injury. Did it happen during the game or did he come in with it? Like, what are we talking about here? Well, they said he came in. Doug said today that he is something that he's been dealing with the past few weeks. So he was so, limited. So so he's been limited in practice and limited. And we've seen he was limited in the game yesterday. Yeah. Well, you know, but I, I think I think the best recipe is to run. When we like we running the ball, run both of these guys. Even this guy hasty. Yeah, he did when, well. He get busy too. Hasty, you know, when you get him in space on, and get him the ball. He get busy, you I, know. So I just, I just think they need to. I agree with Rashad, and they just gotta run this ball, man, and, and and let it do what it do. I like the vanilla offense in the first half. I like to run the ball, rolling Trevor out, letting him check it down, getting it off into the flats, getting a couple five routes going inside, getting a quick hitch off his uh off his throwing foot. I liked it. Yeah, I thought that was something that could be sustainable. But Rashad, you're right. Nine thirty this Sunday. I'm about there with you. If they lose to the Denver Broncos and go two and six, they're done. They're done. They need this. They let me gotta take, have this. One. Let me, and I'm gonna kick it to you, Rashad, to wrap us up here. The Indianapolis Colts are gonna bitch Matt Ryan and bring in Jake Ellenberger after he didn't torch us. Now, what that tell you? How much they fear Jacksonville? <laughs> no, you know, what, you know what it tell me? They ain't worried. They ain't no. worried about what Jacksonville gonna do because we finna bring in Jake Ellenberger. Yeah, Rashad, take us home. Uh, like I said, fellas, I, I, I I'm I'm waiting on Sunday to see what what's going on. There, now, there's there's hope, there's potential. Now you going I, to London? I, I, no, 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 I'm not going to London. Okay. I, I went to London four years ago. Okay, okay. Um, I would never go to London again in in November. It's awful. 
Okay. It's cold and raining the whole time. It's awful. Okay. I, I would never do that. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, hey man, the fumble was big, man. It had. I don't think it. I don't. I honestly don't think it impacted the game. I mean, he fumbled, but did they score after he fumbled? No. no. So what? So it's a wash. Like run, run the ball, man. Well, yeah. we, there, there was a um. There was something that was floating around Twitter yesterday, and I'll be quick. They said that all of Trevor's throws are within 15 yards, 10 yards, majority of them. And it's only because he doesn't have the weapons on the outside. If they get the man a number one receiver, you can open this offense up the way you want to. But that born offense that you're talking about, D, it works. They move the ball every single time. We're just trying to move the ball. And if you can move the ball, you can win the games. I don't know what's going on with the defense right now. The defense has been struggling the last three weeks. Especially Um, that secondary. Good God. The secondary is struggling. You need players in that secondary, man. You got you and you know what? Honestly, it's 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 really not the secondary, it's the linebackers. It's the linebackers in your one cornerback position. Because because between uh, Tyson Campbell and both of your safeties, yeah, all three of them are good football players. I can they, they I can work with them too. They are, they, you, I can work with them. Right. Three. You can't cover but so long. Yeah, you can't cover but so long, and you're not getting. I don't know where my linebackers are. I don't know where my defensive ends are. They ain't getting no pressure again. No sacks yesterday. Well, you had one sack yesterday. Yeah, that's disappointing. But that's disappointing. You, you know what I'm saying? But but Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones getting on the outside running. They, they, they were they were covering him like like he was uh, uh, Matt Ryan, and it's like yeah. this man is proving to you over and over again that he can run the ball. No adjustments made. I don't know what's going on with my defensive coordinator. <sighs> we'll see next week, man. We'll see next week okay. because uh, okay. next week if they lose, I'll be telling you who we should draft in the first round. Okay, that, that'll be the show next week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. I hope not. I hope not, and uh, this team can win this game. Get them a win. Get the three and uh, three and five, and um, maybe we'll be having a different uh, conversation because they get a bye week after the London game. Correct? No, they don't. No, you come home. No, no, no. They 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 don't they don't do that. Um, they don't do bye weeks after London. They play they play uh they play Oakland the day before my birthday. And then they play uh, Kansas City, and then they have a bye week. Oh my yeah. goodness! That's yeah, so, so they got the Vegas Raiders, and then they got to see my yeah. homeboy. My homeboy. <laughs> yeah. Then they got to see my homeboy. They, they go to Kansas. Jesus, Jesus Christ! And and and, and even, I mean that's a loss. I mean it is what it is. It, but, and you but, know, dude, but, we, everybody already said that that was a loss. You know, and, and well, you look perfect at this, time. You look at this schedule. Schedule the Raiders are beatable. We we need to beat Denver. It's teams on here that we can beat in the stretch here. It's how you come on the other side. Well, we it's how you, are you going to come out on the other side? Are you going to win some games? Can they find a way to win games, D? They don't know how to win yet. Can they turn the tide around? Say Jones said something. It's, it's about when you're playing your best football in November and December. Well, damn it. Let's do it. Well, we about to well, find out. Well, come on. We about to find out. We about to find out this Sunday in England versus the Denver Broncos. Or Rashad, we appreciate you, man, for coming on once again. Hopefully, we'll have something else to talk about with the Jaguars win. It seems like we're saying this over and over again. 
that next week we'll yeah. hopefully talk to you with a Jaguars win, man. So, as always, we will be talking with Rashad, Mr. Move Them Chains, every single Monday after the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, play. So, Rashad, thank you as always, man. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll talk to y'all next week. All right, we'll All talk right, to Rashad. you, man. Be easy. All right, y'all. Yeah. All right, man. So let's go ahead and move on. Let's wrap up the show. Black, I want to talk about Joey B. <laughs> I want to talk about Joey B. Okay, Joey B made the cover of uh, episode 199 of the Sports Desk. Black, tell me if I'm tripping. Tell me if I'm kind of leaping to conclusions. But I want to hear your thoughts. Black, you got top tier one, top tier two. Top tier three quarterbacks in the National Football League. Roughly your top 15 quarterbacks kind of go in these tiers. Now, Black, over the past two to three years, are you comfortable with saying that, of course, at one time, Tommy and Aaron Rodgers were joining Pat Mahomes in that top tier one quarterback class? Now things have kind of subsided. Look like definitely with Tommy. Aaron Rodgers is struggling. Josh Allen has emerged, would you say, as a top-tier one quarterback in this league, meaning he's a top three, top five quarterback. Do you think that's the case? Yes, with Josh Allen, yes, most definitely. I think he was a top-tier quarterback last year. Me too. Yeah. I think he earned it last year. Yeah. I think he earned that. He just the, he just letting people know. I'm here. I'm here, yeah. So, Black, now we're in this conversation now, Black, and I'm watching Joey B. We've seen Joey B, man, he's been in the league three years now. This is his third year in the league. And I saw something yesterday because I paid close attention to that Bengals and that Falcons game because I actually thought that it was going to be one of those sneaky good games in the NFL yesterday. But, boy, the Bengals had other ideas. Mm -hmm. Joey B came to life yesterday, 34 for 42, 481 in the air, three tubs. By God, was he on fire yesterday. Yeah, he was When you watch him play, am I too early? To deem Joey B a top five, top tier one quarterback in this league. I'm going to say you a little early. Okay. I like Joey B. I like him, but um, he had some struggles early in this year. This is like really the first complete game we've seen from him this season. Now, we know that he's the most sacked quarterback in the last two seasons more than anybody. Went down and three times still, yesterday. Yeah, and they still got to the Super Bowl with that happening last year. Unreal. Which is insane. I believe he is on his way, D, but I'm going to still say he's maybe tier two. He's with them tier two guys. If if, if Joey B can keep this rocking from this game forward and see what the Bengals can do because what they're one game out of first place so far in the division behind Baltimore, uh, then we'll, you know, I could, I could see him moving up to tier one, but uh, it's just something different about Pat and Josh and those guys, man. It's it's they on they on another level with it with it, and we see it week in and week out with those two guys. Unless they playing each other, you know, even when they play each other, they still look good. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say he's t- tier two. I'm not gonna give him tier one just yet. I'm gonna say he's tier two quarterback in this league. Okay, well, I I I, I think he's there, and, and 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 when you watch him, I think he's gonna remind us again when we get these playoffs this year. You gonna want to play the Bengals in the AFC, man? Teams like Buffalo. I would love to see that. Teams like Kansas City. Teams like that who are built. I mean, the whole world want to see Buffalo, Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC Championship <laughs> they game. They do. The whole world want to see that. Always work out that way, because though. yeah, because you know what the potential <laughs> is there. But who's the one quarterback in the AFC that can disrupt that? Yeah, I could see Joey being that quarterback. He's the only we one. Seen it last year, he's the only one though. <laughs> 
<laughs> it ain't Tannehill. I love Lamar. I love Lamar, but they struggling in Baltimore offensively. And I don't know if Baltimore, I don't know if they were gaining enough steam to put themselves in that position. Not saying that he can't go to Kansas City or Buffalo and beat them because I'm not really betting against Lamar when it get thick. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. But he's been playing good football too this year. He, he has, no, 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 he Last has. couple of things been struggling. He has yeah. been. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not dissing Lamar at all. But I'm going to be real with you, man. I got Joey B over Lamar right now, man. I just got him over him because, look, they started off slow, but they coming off that Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. They coming off New that, man. New offensive line. New offensive line. figure it out. Took a lot of hits early on. Yeah, Joey and B- Joey Booth stay standing. Yeah, Joey missed all the count. All the count with yeah. them appendix. Mm-hmm. It looks like this team is starting to kind of get their grip and make a nice stride, man. I watched this Atlanta game, and I said, wow. Yeah. That offense was clicking. But it, I want to see. I want to see when they when they play. No, I'm not saying Atlanta. Shoot, Atlanta the top team in their division right now because that division is so the trash. Was, uh, what it, Tampa. Yeah, <laughs> they the top. They right there at the top. But I want to see when they have to play one of them teams. You know, could they keep this going? You know, the, the elite teams that they did play, Joey didn't look good. And I know it's it's football. It's a long season. But look like after seeing what you saw yesterday, D, I have to agree with you. He's playing lights out right now. I mean, that's that game was remarkable. That's his best game by far this year. This season. So this season. So I'm 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 excited to see what they do against the better competition. And not the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not trying to be say y'all just y'all ain't that team. Okay. I want to see them against the top tier team because the teams that we have seen them against, the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. Forgot who else they have played. They beat them. The Steelers. Miami, they lost Steelers. early in the year. Yeah, so they lost. Baltimore. To the Steelers. They lost by two. Yeah, lost to Baltimore already by two. So, uh, <clears throat> I want to see once they get in written to the into the thick of that schedule when they play some these some of these other teams what they look like. They get an opportunity here to go on a nice little run. They got Cleveland next uh, Monday night. Then they have the Panthers after that. They get a bye week. And then they got a uh, two road games. They go to the Steelers Sunday night football, and then they have Tennessee. They get Tennessee at one o'clock the following week, and then they got a visit to Can. Well, the Chiefs come to them. Oh, see, after that, that's the one. So that's gonna be the game. So yeah, that's gonna be the game. Um, that's gonna be circled. They also play the Buffalo Bills this year, week seventeen. So they get Buffalo and Kansas City. Where that game at? At home. Ooh. They get Buffalo and Kansas City at home, home and they finish out the season at Baltimore. Mm, to finish okay. out the season, so that's excuse me. They get Baltimore at home to finish out the season. Okay, so they do got some opportunities, and I just think they finna go on a run. But we'll see. I was just wondering what your thoughts was on Joey B, the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He close. He close. I but I won't give it to him right now. Him or Herbert? Um, you give me him because Herbert Herbert is playing badly. I watched their game yesterday uh, against Seattle, and they look really bad. Not but I know well. he's dealing with the. Uh, Inner rib injury, yeah, the ribs, yeah, the lung and all that. He took a, he's he definitely up. took a, uh, he's banged up, but he's definitely he's took a step up. back. But he out there playing, so yeah, he toughing it out. Good. He toughing it out, but he's definitely, I got to yeah. give me Joey over him yeah. definitely right now. All right, Black, we getting ready to wrap this thing up, man. Before we get into some NFL scores from yesterday, Black Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady talking about having a rough time out here. The Buccaneers lost seven to twenty. To the disgusting and putrid Carolina Panthers yesterday. The Green Bay Packers also the Washington Commanders. Both quarterbacks who are legends, who are who are goats in their own right. They are struggling. Black, are we seeing the end of Tom Brady's dominance and Aaron Rodgers' dominance in the NFL? Um, <laughs> man, 
And this, and I hate to see Tommy. You, we not used to this with Tom. Not you know, Tommy. You know, and and Tom got a lot of going on in his he personal does, life, he out, he off does, the field, and you know, <laughs> the stuff on the field ain't clicking. And I, I, I don't, I don't know what the deal, what the deal is with with Tampa. This is shocking to me because I thought Tampa would have been all right because they got they so they such a talented team offensively, a lot of championship and experience, and, and defensively. So it's shocking for them, and. Aaron Rodgers, he just ain't got the talent. He ain't got the receiver. Like, he ain't got... They need... Before November 1st... They need to do something. They need to do something. They need to be trying to holler at Odell or DJ Moore or Jerry Judy. He want to be traded. Go get him. Yeah, he do. He'll be better than what you got. He ain't got the talent. And then everybody keying in on... um. On um, with the running backs and the tight ends, yeah, you know you can't you can't always get them the ball. You need somebody on the outside and rental car. Just go retire. He hurt. He hurt. He is. He not doing. And when he out there, he ain't doing nothing. Yeah, he hurt. So he just dealing with a lack of talent on his team, and it sucks to see because we had the. We, they said this is the first time they didn't had a three game loss since what 2016? Yeah, 2015, something like that. Yeah. And this is it's, it's wild to watch, D, but he's de- literally dealing with a lack of talent on the outsides, and they need to be one of the biggest movers, Green Bay, trying to go get them a top-notch receiver to come help this offense out. Yeah, Rodgers in the pack, you said it well. They're just struggling. The talent just not there. These receivers dropping balls left and right. They can't get anything consistent. Aaron Rodgers is not the typical leader that you want to get behind and go, hey, Aaron, we got your back. Because he's snot nosed at these press conferences. Very moody. He's not somebody who you want to get behind. Matt LaFleur, he's going to mess around and lose his job. Because you see the difference with talent made. And you talk about Devontae Adams. Valdez Scantley out there in Kansas City, out there getting off. They lost a lot of key pieces, man. Adam Lazard, like, what they going to do? Odell ain't coming to Green Bay. <laughs> ain't no way Odell coming out there to no frozen tundra to play no football in Wisconsin. Mm. So they need to try to make shift and do something. Aaron Rodgers is supremely talented. You can see he can still play the game, but they're not making playoffs this year. I think they'll win some close games. I think they'll make it interesting, but they're not going to the playoffs this year. They're not going. You want to know what, bro? What's that? They go to they go to Buffalo next week. My oh guy. my goodness! <laughs> and Buffalo coming off a bye too. <laughs> I know that's a CBS game. They're going to get them boys up out of here. I think it's Monday night. Oh, my goodness. I think so. I believe it's Or is it Sunday night? night. Somebody somebody, let me know what we're looking at next week. It's something next week, my boy. Hold on. Boy, that's Sunday night, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about national TV. (laughs) Woo. Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to see. We but Tommy, see. man, I think Tommy and the Bucks, they will get it together, sneak into the playoffs where they win a division or they get a wild card. The talent is still there. Something is going on with the communication there. I don't like that Tommy went to Robert Kraft's wedding on a Friday, missed walkthrough and practice on that early Saturday, and then just shows up to the game on Sunday. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, that's not you don't good. hear You don't hear that from Tommy. Now, I get his admiration for Mr. Kraft. And he was with him for 20-plus years. But, Tommy, you should have went to that wedding and got back on that plane that night. Yeah, and, and what happened to that fun environment, the reason you came to Tampa? Fun, you know, let your hair down type of environment. It ain't like that you no know, more. It's not, it's, it seemed like everything then got, you know. It's tight. It's tight. Do you think that's because the coach stepped away and 
let somebody else do it. I think Bruce we, Aaron's they said not, Bruce yeah. Aaron's was beefing with Tom, Tom and all this, but man, like, what's going on? I, you know? I, I think Bruce created that environment, and I don't think Tom Bowles owned that. Tom Bowles ain't on that. Mm-hmm. And Tom Bowles, of course, when he takes over the team, now the defense is pathetic. They got a lot of talent there, and I think they got to do some soul searches. They can use a bye week more than anybody, probably. Yeah. And maybe they can get it together. I think they'll hang around. I think they'll win the game, win some games, make this wild card, and we'll see what happens. But they're struggling. Green Bay is struggling, and it's gonna be real interesting to see what these what these team what these two legendary quarterbacks make themselves out to be. All right, man, we're going to run through a couple of more scores, man, and we are going to get out of here for episode 199. Black, my Cowboys, Dak Prescott back under center. They get the win 24-6. I wasn't impressed yesterday by the Cowboys offense. I watched the majority of this game. I want to see more. I know Dak was back after missing six and a half weeks, but um, I want to see more. I want to see more. Excuse me, for a month and a half, I want to see more from Dak and that Cowboys offense. CeeDee Lamb, boy, do you need to go to receiver school and learn how to catch again? Yeah. Like, what is going on? We had a Zeke sighting yesterday. He looked like he turned them legs again, got two touchdowns yesterday. I'm not tripping on it. We got to – who do we play next week? Cowboys got the so, Bears next oh, week. Bears? Okay, yeah, okay. 1 o'clock on Fox. That should be another one of a game. We should be sitting at 6-2 by the end of next week's game. Want to see more from the Cowboys? I'm not tripping on where we are. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think real quick, I think the Cowboys okay. They're trying to ease Dak back in it. it seemed, he seemed like a game manager on uh, Sunday. On Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to expect the same against uh, Chicago. The thing going to be is when they go to Minnesota, I think they're going to turn it up a notch. We're going to have to. By Minnesota because that's going to be a really good game yeah. going out to Minnesota. So yeah, we're going to have to. I'm like, well, I like what I'm seeing from uh, the Cowboys. This defense is elite. You know, they're going to carry you. They're going to they carry you. So, uh, no no gripes from me on the Cowboys, man. Best in the league. All right. The Dolphins get Tua Tagovailoa back. They get a win. Very good competitive Sunday night football game. The score doesn't tell how good this game was. Dolphins win 16-10. to The Seahawks, man, they are winning games, sitting <laughs> at 4-2, and two, I believe. Now, they suffered a big-time loss yesterday, DK Metcalf. He didn't tear his knee up. They got the MRI. They say he has something going on there, but they don't know when he is going to return. They also lost their they say it could be four, four to six, six weeks. They lost their rookie star running back for the year tan his ACL uh yesterday as well. So some key injuries oh. for the Seahawks. Some key injuries for the Seahawks. Wow, what breaking in the- news into the sports desk. We just really missed Rashad <laughs> on this. This is pertaining to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I repeat, we have breaking news into the sports desk. This is live coming in fresh off the press. This is hot news pertaining to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. So we sit up here and back to the Jaguars, and we're going to wrap up the show after this, man. We just missed Rashad with this breaking news. The Jacksonville Jaguars have traded James Robinson to the New York Football Jets, who are currently 5-2. Lost their rookie. I was just saying. I was literally in. You probably didn't even hear me because you was looking at it. I was in the sentence. Of saying the Jets had just lost their running back yesterday for the year. <laughs> and now, 
the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, that let you know something was going on. That let you know something was going on. That he ain't <laughs> had no freaking injury. They was holding him out because they were going to trade him. They was going to trade him. Now, Rumlin's hat was coming out oh, last week man, that James Robinson wasn't happy with his role. Come on, man. And now he is gone. Now he is gone to the winning New York football freaking Jets. Man, right as we wrapping up the freaking show, this comes through. Black, what are your thoughts on this real quick? James Robinson, two, as, two different things here. Of course, he's going to help the Jets. That style of football that Salah out there is coaching up. They're winning. They're having fun. Young players. Shout out Sauce Walker. Shout out uh, Wilson, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And now they add a veteran back who can toe the line. (laughs) Black, are the New York football Jets in position to make the playoffs? (laughs) They are right now as we sit. And, oh, the Jaguars got to play this team at the end of the year. Oh, Oh, good they do. This is – I don't understand it, man. Don't want to see this. This is stuff you don't want to see, man. I don't know what's going on with don't the Jaguars making this, this type man. of move. So you <laughs> you believe in what you got in ETN. Don't get me wrong. The kid is very talented. He's good. But, man, James Robinson, in my opinion, was one of the engines of this team. But now he's gone. We just traded him, and I'm ready to see what we traded him for, D. Yeah, me too. I'm looking man, to Man, I can just imagine anything. what Rashad thinking right now once he see it. Yeah. It, it, it's I shocking, text- D. I don't, I don't like this move, man. I, I I don't like the move either, man. I'm trying to. I'm opening up the article right now. Bleach report came through. Uh, Rappaport has came through, and um, it's not really saying what the Jaguars are getting in return. I mean, you got to think an aging quarterback. I mean, excuse me, an aging running back that they're not going to be getting much for him. But there's no details on the trade right now. Uh, the rap sheet and Rappaport are reporting that James Robinson is now a New York Football Jet. And this is a great move for the Jets. I'm going to talk on the other side now. The New York Jets got better today. Mm-hmm. They lost a key uh, component to their offense with the rookie stud running back. Uh, his Bryce last Hall. Yeah, Bryce Hall. Brees Hall or something Hall. like that. So yeah. now you add a veteran running back who can tow it, who can run it, um, and who's going to fit in this system. It's going to pay dividends. This is what Wilson needs. Wilson needs another guy that he can hand the ball off to to control the clock and keep the pace of the game. And, of course, that running back came from Jacksonville. This is not what we want to see, but this is what we're seeing. So, as the details roll out, man, we will definitely get into uh, into this a little bit more. We just missed Rashad with this breaking news, man. But uh, we will get to it. We will get to it. All right? So, this is going to be it, man, for episode 199 of the Sports Desk. Man, we are celebrating 200 episodes of the sports this next week man what a humbling moment and a humbling experience we get to experience lord willing next week with our 200th episode when me and black got together you know when this show was created i did one show without black that's the only show i ever done that was the first pilot episode and ever since then it was just an obvious fit to bring black in shout out freddie bricks for the vision and, you know, me and him getting together and having a conversation of running this sports show. But we'll talk more. We'll get more uh, in-depth next week on the show. But it's just kind of starting to hit me now that the next time we press record on this thing, unless we have some extreme breaking news, <laughs> uh, it'll be episode 200 of the sports. But I'm looking forward to it. I know yeah, Black yeah. is as well. Definitely. Get a chance to maybe call around and call some of our supporters and our listeners. Not going to be a traditional show. Uh, we'll talk, of course, some sports, but, you know, we're going to 
going to take time to kind of bask in what we've done so far. We have a long road ahead of us and we're grinding and we're going to be working hard and try to elevate our, our, our product and elevate our show. But it's really exciting, man, to be really doing this thing. I think we're going into our fourth year yeah. uh, doing this, man. And, and time flies when you're having fun, man. So 200 episodes next week on the Sports Desk. Definitely looking forward to it for sure. Black? Uh, real quick, our baseball fans out there who love baseball, World Series is set. Philadelphia Phillies versus the Houston Astros. That's your World Series for game one, Friday night. Shout out to those guys. Looking forward to an uh, exciting uh, World Series. Major but- League Baseball, y'all screwed the Yankees. <laughs> Now, no, we, they just didn't, bro. Out of we just closed out a, a series, and we got to get on the plane the same night. <laughs> we had just closed out a series, but y'all make us go play game one the next day? The yeah. MLB, y'all did us dirty. Y'all did us wrong, and y'all know y'all yeah, did. Bro, we couldn't get a day off, bro. We five games, bro, with that team. Y'all we can't five get a day games, off, bro. Y'all want to put us on the plane and send us out there that night? That's nasty. Bro, Houston just that deal, bro. Yeah, they screwed us. <laughs> they screwed us. <laughs> Y'all be cool, man. It's your boy, Dedra L. Jr. One more time, one half of your sportsologist. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at that name. Y'all come holler at me, man. Let's talk about it. NBA Twitter, I'm here. <laughs> NBA Twitter, I'm here. And this your man, Black, man. Y'all hit me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3. Y'all hit me up, man. Let's talk about it. All right, man. We're going to get out of here, man. Preach all the love. Preach all the support. Appreciate you for sharing the show, retweeting the show, telling somebody. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. That DM Blacker Eye here with a fresh new sports take, a different type of flavor. You heard me. Tell your barber, your teacher, your cousin, your brother, your sister, your mother, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your side piece, your old man, anybody who's in the sports, tell them to check out the sports desk. Shout out to the NPN Network. Shout out to Reduce Lunch. The kitchen, baby. We sure do appreciate the love. All right, y'all. Y'all be easy. Lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.